chapter twenty one of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter twenty one the seaports of germany hamburg is one of the oldest cities of northern europe the emperor charlemagne built a castle here about eight hundred a d and even in the middle ages hamburg had considerable trade it is now the biggest seaport on the continent of europe and the chief outlet for germany in its commerce by sea with the rest of the world but why has hamburg become the principal port of this part of europe you can see if you will but think for a moment of the vast industrial and commercial region behind it and how closely it is connected with it by river and canal and by rail hamburg lies on the navigable elbe so far back from the sea that the shipping is safe from the storms and here great highways of commerce between a great part of northern europe and the rest of the world converge on the elbe itself goods are carried clear across germany and on its tributary the moldau far into the great industrial province of austria all the heavy traffic for berlin now goes from hamburg by the havel and spree and is thence taken by river and canal to the great waterways farther east hamburg has direct connection not only with our country in england but also with the principal ports of south america australia africa and asia as well as with those of other parts of europe it has a free port that is no duty is charged on goods which are brought into the port for transshipment we see in the harbor not only german ships but ships from all other countries we are surprised at the number of vessels discharging goods from the united states see that great steamer unloading cotton the bales being lifted by derricks from the ship right into the warehouses a little farther on is one taking off a cargo of meat while others are unloading wheat and corn in vast quantities germany is one of our best customers we supply its cotton mills with raw materials and also furnish a large part of its food for although the land is rich it does not raise enough to feed all the people there is a tank steamer which has just arrived with a load of petroleum that cargo came from the wells of ohio indiana and pennsylvania it was carried in pipes to the atlantic seaboard and will soon be on its way to light the lamps in the homes of the germans all over the empire the germans consume a great deal of our copper pig iron and steel and within recent years we have been sending them many manufactured articles the most of our trade with them is through hamburg and the port of bremen on the weser not far away let us continue our walk along the wharves what a lot of them there are and what a variety of shipping there is a ten thousand ton steamer which has just arrived with a cargo of wool it came from australia stopping at the german colony of new guinea on the way there are tea and silk ships from china and there are some starting out on their way to german africa with all sorts of goods to be exchanged for palm oil rubber and ivory there are english ships discharging manufactured goods italian ships unloading oranges wines and olive oil vessels from norway and sweden loaded with lumber steamers which have just arrived from the west coast of south america filled with nitrate of soda to fertilize the beet sugar farms and steamers from brazil with their cargoes of coffee and rubber there are so many ships that our heads grow dizzy in trying to remember what they contain and we give up in despair we walk along wharf after wharf 
past miles of such ships the wharves are so arranged that the vessels come right to the warehouses there are enclosed docks such as we saw in london and liverpool and goods are also being unloaded into flatboats or barges to be towed by the canals through the city there are railroad tracks everywhere so that cars can be brought right to the ships and that freight handled quickly and cheaply many of the warehouses line the canals some of them have their upper stories projecting several feet above those below they look like gigantic stairs turned upside down and seem to be trying to reach out and rub noses with their neighbors on the other side of the waterway extending out from the roofs are beams holding pulleys to which long ropes are attached so that they hang down over the canal there is one now with a barge of wool bales just below the men have wrapped the rope around one of the bales and fastened it tight they have seized the other end of the rope and aided by the pulleys are raising the bale high into the air there it has reached the third story of the building where it is caught by a hook and pulled in through the barn-like doors which have been opened to receive it now we have left the ships and are walking through the main business streets of the city did you ever see anything finer the stores contain beautiful goods and the sidewalks are crowded with people as well dressed as those of new york we visit the stock exchange about two o'clock in the afternoon and look down upon the thousands of brokers and merchants who are buying and selling the din is as great as that of our stock exchange in wall street but the language used is the german and the brokers shout their words so rapidly that we cannot understand them we stroll along the binnen ulster a great walled pond in the heart of the city and then go out to the zoological gardens to see the collections of lions tigers and other wild beasts for which hamburg is noted this place has long been famous as a wild animal market the ships from africa asia australia and the islands of the pacific bring wild beasts with them for sale and any one who wishes can get an elephant a monkey a kangaroo or a boa constrictor if he will but pay the price it is only a short ride by rail from hamburg to bremen on the river weser about forty miles from the sea this is the other chief port by which germany has access to the ocean and from it many of the german immigrants sail for america we see a ship starting out as we walk along the wharves there is a crowd of men women and children at the stern waving with their hats shawls and handkerchiefs a last farewell to their friends and the fatherland there are other emigrants going on the vessels nearby for many many thousand germans leave hamburg and bremen every year to find homes in the united states they think america is the best of all foreign countries and they come to america to work knowing that they can soon save enough to have homes of their own they make excellent citizens and we are glad to have them come we spend a few hours in examining this quaint old city of bremen we visit its factories including its enormous establishments for making cigars snuff and smoking tobacco and then take a train for a rapid look at the ports of the baltic first stopping at lubeck on a little river about ten miles from the sea have you ever heard of the hanseatic league if not be sure not to say so in lubeck for every child here no matter if he be so poor that he wears wooden shoes is proud that his city was once a part of it this league was for two centuries and more very important in the commerce of the world 
it was organized during the thirteenth century by many of the great cities of different parts of europe the people of these cities banded together to better their trade and to protect it from the pirates who then infested the seas and from the robber barons who lived in castles along navigable rivers and exacted heavy tolls from all passing vessels the league provided transport ships and maintained a powerful military force to protect them the first two cities of the league were lubeck and hamburg after which came bremen danzig berlin cologne on the rhine bruges in belgium and more than seventy others these cities had their own factories and fisheries they had their own ships and they also had caravans of goods going across europe their merchants attended all the great fairs to which people from everywhere came to buy and sell and the cities gradually grew very rich and powerful of these league cities lubeck was the capital and hamburg and bremen were of great importance they all remained independent towns for many years after the others had come under the rule of kings and it is only within a short time that they have been absorbed by the great german empire we find in lubeck many quaint old houses some of which were put up centuries ago the city still has considerable commerce but the discovery of america was the death-blow to its supremacy hamburg which is only thirty-nine miles away has absorbed most of its trade and it is now even smaller than it was during the middle ages from lubeck we go by rail to stettin the city is on both sides of the river oder some distance in from the baltic sea it is an important port for it is the most southerly point that can be reached by ships from the baltic sea laden with goods for germany it has a fine harbor and is connected by the oder and canals with all parts of north germany its waterways being joined with those of the elbe and also with the vistula stettin is only eighty-four miles from berlin and a great deal of freight is landed here for that city being taken there by railroad as well as by the river and the canals we visit the shipbuilding yards where the biggest of the german vessels are constructed and then take a train for danzig the commercial centre of northeastern germany at the mouth of the vistula danzig is built on two arms of the vistula about five miles from the sea it has been called the northern venice from the canals running through it many of its houses are built upon piles some have six or seven stories with quaint roofs and old-fashioned doors we see large warehouses with boats anchored before them and rafts piled high with wheat which have come down the vistula from the rich farms of eastern prussia and poland the wheat is here transferred to vessels which take it to other parts of germany by way of the baltic sea after which the rafts are broken up and sold and their owners go back to their homes on foot there are rafts of lumber brought down the same way and also queer river boats loaded with all sorts of produce there are boats starting up the river with manufactured goods and other things which have come in by sea danzig is the outlet for all the timber grown in the basin of the vistula it has a great trade with east germany and brings much produce down from russian poland as well it is the chief military post of the northeastern part of the empire and there are great forts all around it with thousands of soldiers to guard it there is one fact in the history of danzig that we are likely to recall frequently especially in the midst of summer and winter when we are always asking how the thermometer stands it was in this city 
that the man who first perfected the thermometer was born and it was here that he died a d seventeen thirty six his name was fahrenheit and so when you are told that the temperature is so many degrees fahrenheit above or below zero you may remember that it was a citizen of danzig who has enabled us to know just how hot or how cold it is end of chapter twenty one